Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Woodenville. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspects of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how are you doing on this fine Saturday afternoon? Not too bad. I mean, I've been baking in the sun here. It's like high 80s low 90s here today summer is upon us i yeah. think that's safe to say oh for uh, sure here in june still um, on the house search but absolutely i'm not the one with the most important news here of us too <laughs> i know you're looking for houses i'm looking for wedding venues that's right yeah. i got engaged He's officially engaged oh my god i'm I, i'm a um hook line and sinker <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i'm i'm spoken for ladies so no more dms okay i, I can't respond anymore uh, just kidding, uh, but yeah, it's uh, we were on all day looking for you know we're recording later than normal because all day we were looking for for wedding venues and I think we found the one and you know how I knew this was the wedding venue Andy because I not only not only did the b- hotel bar have Weller foolproof which I on swear is impossible to find. It was on the house. I didn't have to pay for it. I was just like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, I was literally just trying to check out the bar, check out the area, see how it looked because, you know, I'm obviously into into alcohol and and into bars. And if I'm going to be getting married at this place, I want to see what the bar looks like. And I was was extremely impressed. And uh, then I started looking at the liquor selections. And, oh, my goodness, they had Weller Foolproof, which everyone knows. Hard to find anywhere. Buffalo Trace is releasing all the Weller Foolproof this month. And... Um, it's pretty, pretty impossible in a lot of cases to find. Um, when I saw it, I, I, I couldn't help but order a glass. And when he said, I told him, you know, I'm, I'm actually here to look into maybe booking this place as my wedding venue. He was like, oh, this Weller foolproofs on the house, which was that, that <laughs> I was sold at that point. Kicker right there. Yeah, exactly. So a very, very awesome experience. Uh, but, um, so we're getting, hopefully downtown Cincinnati. Hopefully we'll have that venue picked out soon, but I'm not going to bore everyone with those details any longer. Andy, you know why they're here. They're here to hear from you about the whiskey of the week. And, of course, this week, that is Woodenville. Andy, tell them everything they need to know about this awesome distillery. I'm excited about this place. So, Woodenville, they were founded – they're only about a decade old at this point. Um, By You know, they were founded in um, Washington State by – couple of longtime friends um, out out of um, Woodenville, Washington. Um, so kind of namesake there for them. Um, it was something, of course, you know, they had a lot of help early on along the way. Um, for any whiskey aficionados who, you know, really pay attention to the guys and ladies behind the scene, um, you know, making what we like to drink. Um, you know, they were advised by Dave Pickerel, who's, you know, gained fame through Whistlepig and then before that Maker's Mark um, as their master distiller. Pretty sure he's a master distiller at least. Um, so, you know, they started out being bit advised by him on how to create a brand and do everything they needed to do um, to grow to what they are now, which is Washington State's as of, I think as of 2018 or 2019 or 2020, um, Washington State's largest craft distillery. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's honestly, it's one of the only whiskeys out of Washington that I even that I even know of. So yeah. I would imagine, since there's not any others, I'm not saying there aren't any other big ones, but because this is like one of the only ones I actually know of, 
as a kind of a you know you know your average well not your average Joe but as a like semi good uh, you know when it comes to knowledge of bourbon yeah I, I would imagine it has to be one of the bigger ones out of Washington yeah. oh yeah I, I would imagine it has to be because Washington State of course is not one they're known more for their wines than they are their whiskeys but, of course you know obviously still have some brands there um, and of course this is something that they're actually sprouted out of an idea right around a farm so they use exclusively um one this one farm that's like right all around them you look at the photos i think they're like kind of like use a few buildings on the farm uh if i have the photos and everything right yeah they they, yeah they've got even got the the picture of the farm or you know an image or like a drawing of the farm there on on the label yeah the barn house and everything yeah so they use exactly so they of course use their this farm for um all their grain supplies, all their operations, everything. They don't outsource, at least at this point, do not outsource anything anymore. Uh, everything's in-house local on that farm. Um, kind of similar to like what you would see with a lot of wineries. Everything's on the farm. Yeah, and it's really... vineyard. And considering how rural the distillery is, it's pretty cool. It's actually only about 30 minutes from downtown Seattle. Oh, wow. So yeah. to be so rural and farm based but also being one of the biggest metropolitan areas you know right outside of the biggest metropolitan areas in the in the country that's a, that's a pretty cool uh distinction and, and um you know com- comparison there oh yeah of course kind of having a rural environment there so close to seattle yeah. like the biggest city in the state there yeah definitely um of course this is something that then leads them to you know having that rural vibe along with just being on the farm it's something that they've tried to kind of continue that trend to creating something unique, um, you know, they use a combo pot and column still to um, create their whiskeys. You know, which for any aficionado is kind of basically it allows them to get s- some of the flavor, um, like some of, or at least some of the um, continuous like flavor um, that you would get off a of column still and continuously run to an extent off a of column still. Um, just that continuity among different bottles and barrels and everything there that you could do as much as you can, of course, control that. Right. Um, you know, it allows them to have some of that control over the process with the column while still using the pot still side of it to refine flavors, work on batches, create very a very unique um, product. Right. Well, from what I can tell, Woodenville is essentially like kind of a far out, not far, you know, far out uh, suburb of Seattle. Okay. It's kind of like an Indian Hill, actually, for Cincinnati, Cincinnati listeners. Yeah. It's a very, it based, if you Google Woodenville, Washington, you mainly get pictures of very, very large houses. So yeah. it seems like it's a very, like very green, very uh, expensive area. But apparently there's a, a, a very... Uh, you know, a very exceptional distillery kind of snuck in there. Snuck somewhere. in there, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything I've seen based on the awards and everything, they're very distinguished for how young they Particularly are. Particularly, yeah, for their age and coming out yeah. of the West Coast and and Washington specifically. We have another exciting West Coast distillery next week that we're we're, we're going to be releasing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not like I said, there's not a lot of of distilleries coming out of that state right now. Oh yeah, no, that's for sure. I mean, it's. And they've, you know, definitely, because of that, cemented their mark. Absolutely. Um, and it shows up, I mean, in their products. Uh, you know, once they've distilled it from getting that kind of continuous run, but still 
refining batches, getting kind of like the unique flavors and everything um, from the heads, hearts, and tails of the whiskey um, that they're distilling and then aging um, the right hearts from every run. Um, you know, they end up with a non-age stated 90 proof um the standard product at least is a 90 proof non-age stated product right uh of course though like most brands you know they say well we age it like the right the right um barrels and everything that end up getting selected minimum five years even though they don't age state it so you know it could be some barrels are older some barrels are younger but the youngest they use is five year old gotcha um and of course, as you said, you know, it's something like they're, um, they distill in Western Washington actually, and then they actually age everything over in Eastern Washington. Hmm. I forget where in Eastern Washington they do it, but I guess their aging warehouses, the reason they, when I was looking it up, the reason they do it is because they actually want to sit there and get a lot more of the, like the temperature fluctuations, you know, like in Kentucky, of course, that you can get there, Tennessee. Some of those age fluctu- or temperature fluctuations throughout the year, I guess you can get it better in eastern Washington than you can in western Washington, closer to Seattle. Yeah, I so think Seattle. Seattle's a very uh, temperate climate. It, oh yeah, it, it's very similar in temperature throughout the year. Yeah, at that location. Exactly. Um, you know, it's it ends up in a good product, uh, everything I've seen. The Woodenville Whiskey Barrel Storage Facility is located in Quincy, Washington. Okay. Um, for those of you following along at home, Quincy, Washington, um, like Andy stated, is is very uh, far from well, you know, very far from Seattle. It's about it's inland. about mid Washington, I would say. Like it's not as far over as Spokane. You know, you're not in Idaho, but. Um, if, if you're looking at Washington and you're looking at Seattle's pretty much as far, you know, very it's as far, far west, west as you can get. It's like right you know, up there. Kind ex- of exactly. Hook. If Seattle's kind of the far west, it, the the place where they actually store and age the, the whiskey, it's about halfway through the state if you're heading east towards Idaho and Montana. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's good to see because that allows a little bit more of that climate there to affect it. Absolutely. Uh, of course, it's something like all their whiskeys, fairly standard. They do. Um, they have two different mash bills, uh, one for their rye, which is just a 100% rye uh, mash bill there. And then just the rest, of the rest of their whiskeys, they use a 72 corn, 22 rye, 6 malted barley percentages um, mash bill. And this ends up, we aren't drinking it. I don't think we're drinking any of the ones on this list currently uh, today. It's a special release, but the their standard stuff will be, of course, their straight bourbon, uh, their straight rye, a double barrel whiskey, which they actually start that one off in New Oak barrels. Um, of course, in order to try and get the start of it, um, those distinct bourbon American whiskey flavors in a New Oak barrel. Um, you know, a lot of that sweet sweetness and oakiness there that you typically get. And then they transfer it to... Um, used bourbon barrels in order to continue to kind of mellow it a little bit more. Uh, so it's something they kind of do a, a little bit different way than what, say, some other brands like Angel's Envy do, where they would age it in, say, a sherry cask or a port cask, something like that. They just age it in old uh, bourbon cask because it's, you know, they have a lot around and it's cheaper to do it that mm-hmm, way, probably. Right. Um, and of course, I'm sure it's something of, 
similar to like how Jack Daniels or Deckel, George Deckel um, distilleries do it with their charcoal filtering to kind of mellow it out that way, have already some of it, some of the new oak stuff out of the way, just kind of mellow it the same way there. And then they have a port finished, uh, straight port cask finished straight bourbon. And they actually have their own maple syrup there, a um, <laughs> bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. That's amazing, um, which I'm sure is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've tried some, not from them, but I've tried some in their, if it's anything like the ones I've tried, it's very good. I love the facility, too. I always, of course, am the one in the conversation here at Distill Discussions who likes to talk aesthetics. Very much farm, farm-ish, if you will, yeah. um, out there with that, that, that northwestern uh, greenery that you get, but, and they really did mod, they, they did, um, they really did model their facility after like an old school, old style barn that you would see on a farm and that they even have on their label, but they did have a modern twist to it. Um, very traditional, um, or I should say very traditional in the wood, but light, light wood, but then they have some painted wood, more modern look. It's very sleek yet, uh, traditional as a lot of people are. I feel like a lot of distillers, distilleries are really going, going to go going back for. to that look. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the wild Turkey where it's modern Bing, and also kind of even exactly. Extent, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's a great look. And when you look at the, where, where it's coming from, uh, as far as the people in charge of the actual distil- distillation, I, I'm not surprised that it's um, unique yet hearkening back to kind of the old style that we all love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, Andy, I think it's that time. It's that time, yeah. All right, everyone, pour yourself a glass of Woodenville bourbon whiskey, and we're going to go ahead and jump into our tastings. All right, folks, it's that time of the week of the episode. We are going to dive right into our tastings. We're very excited about it. Now, this Woodenville... Now, there's a couple of things I have to say here, Andy. Not so, and I think this is a a, a a testament to the quality of the brand. So, I actually what we're going to be tr- drinking today, and what I've had now, and I, what I've been obsessed with, and I bought two bot. I literally bought a bottle of this, and I went back the next day and bought another bottle because really? I liked it so much. This is the special. This is the special limited release Woodenville Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in port casks. Okay. Yep. So pot distilled, 45 percent alcohol. Uh, you know, 90 proof. Really um, is a high quality uh, product. I went, so I, I bought two of these. I also went back later on for this podcast and bought a bottle of their regular bourbon because I was like, well, we've got the special limited release. Well, let's get one. the regular and we'll try them both and kind of compare. Yeah. The regular one, I, I drank it all because yeah. it's really it good. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I did not, dr- I did not hold it on because I drank it. It was, it was great. I mean, if you find a good one, you got to enjoy it, right? Right. So, um, unfortunately, I don't have that anymore. But we do have this special limited release. So hopefully, you have the 2020 uh, special limited release. If not, hopefully, you have a regular uh, of their bourbon whiskey. And we're gonna go ahead and give it a taste. First off, cheers. Cheers, sir. Salud. Nose on it is actually really good. I like it. I mean, it's got very much, like, very much distinct, you know, whiskey or bourbon notes um, on it. Something that, you know, that it's, like, you get some of that, um, you know, bourbon notes, but it's, like, very much lighter than a standard bourbon. Um, It's very much dominated, at least in my palate, in nose to um, that port and wine. Like a very, very, like a, like a ruby port. Yes. Um, just like very full-bodied wine flavor. In I, that. I get the portness, the wineness to it as well. I think it's sharp but mild down by mm-hmm. the fruitiness uh, of, in the nose. So like, there's a lot of fruit. Like, it's, I think you yeah. notice it; it's there, 
on the nose. But I also think there's a little bit of fruitiness, like peppered it's in, like if and you it were kind to, of a mild, mild, you know, you know, evens it out a little bit. It's like if you were to smell like the inside of like a wine barrel, and that's kind of what it reminds me of. Like very oak, like oak hits you on the front, and then it kind of like you then you get the residue of like all the wine, the red wines at least that have been in there, um, aging. You know, for a few years after it's yeah. been dumped. That's especially, what it reminds me. Right. And especially with this limited special release, I do think the, uh, like, an Angel's Envy is, like, the most comparable bourbon that I can, that tried, I can yeah. think of. Um, come on, Andy. We've tried almost all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, I think it's really uh, really nice on the nose. Well, why don't we drive, you know, go ahead and give it a taste here. Yeah. Very smooth with a little kick at the end. Yeah, but oh whoa, there's a like there's a bit of a kick at the end. But oh my oh my god, like the front of it, I get like very, very mellow oak. And yes, like some yes. very, very mellow like a little toasted, like light toasted like toast, oak. Like exactly. And like like light toasted cornbread in there too. In the front, I mean being high corn content there, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. But then it's like if you did like a like the end of it, you get a bit of kick on it, but it's like very subdued because it's again very much fruity. Like to me, I get a yeah. lot of plum. Um, of course, like like if you did like a plum or grape jelly on top of cornbread, like that's what it reminds me of. It's like yeah, except in reverse of how you might taste it. It's like you get the like for me, I get the corn. F- an oak first and then i get the fruit notes whereas yeah. like a cornbread with the jam you might get the jam sweetness first and then the cornbread i get that and i think there's a little sweetness like maybe a little vanilla sweetness at the very finish like very yeah. like, like my like very yeah, like, like you root like really gotta like it's hard to notice but like i think it's more experienced drinkers like me and you like we can aftertaste. spot something like that yeah and the aftertaste you get a little cuz you, yeah. you get a little sweetness in the aftertaste that hangs around there yeah and that's, oh, yeah, that's kind of what i'm getting it, it lives with you for a while i mean no. and that's where i get the vanilla is mostly like in the aftertaste like a minute few yeah, minutes yeah. on after right and i will say I, I do have to say you know and it's always tough and it makes sense the, the regular bourbon whiskey from Woodenville that I the one that I finished and, and couldn't keep it you know, yeah. around. It's honestly it's not quite as good as the special release, but that's kind of what you come yeah. to expect with a special release like exactly. this. So, but the but the regular product obviously is really great, and um, if you ever can buy one of their special limited releases, definitely do it because this one's exceptional. Uh, but the regular bourbon is really great as well. Oh yeah. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions. Share it with your friends. Go to our social media pages. We really do love all you guys and all your support. Uh, Make sure you have a great week. Pour yourself another Whiskey America. And don't worry, we'll be here to drink with you next week.